Oh, it's a beautiful day here in New York City. I've got a little bit of a window why baby Killian sleeps. And I want to talk about, I want to change the page to what I think is going to happen in the pinball world in 2021 from all of the manufacturers out there. I'm going to go down the list of manufacturers and tell you why I think 2021 is going to be a somewhat epic year in pinball. But before I do that, I want to talk a little bit about my last show and what I put up on Facebook. I asked a very simple question. Has boutique pinball been a bust? And I get a lot of different reactions from people. I get people saying, how dare you put P3 Multimorphic on the list? How dare you say that Dutch Pinball is a bust? They're getting it done. And before I go on to 2021 and where pinball is going, I want to address a few of these things that people have been telling me. Now, first and foremost, how can you look at a company like Dutch Pinball and not say that they've been somewhat of a bust? I mean, think about it. They took orders from customers and they failed to get customers their games. For years, many of these men who spent $8,500 on a big Lebowski have been sitting with nothing. And now they had to do a new business model in which they're robbing Peter to pay Paul. How can we consider this a successful pinball venture where they have to jack up the price and make an additional $4,000 on each game so they can get to the point where they cover the old orders? That's not a successful company. They've been around for over five years and they still can't get 500 games made. They still haven't made all of their EA customers whole. So until they do that, until they do that, I do consider Dutch Pinball to be a bust pinball boutique company. They haven't been very successful. They haven't made a profit. And if you've invested in this company, more of your years have been heartache and headaches than they've been pinball enjoyment, okay? The other one people were like, what are you doing, Canada?" was P3 Multimorphic. There I said it. It's not the P3. It's not the Multimorphic. It's the P3 Multimorphic. Now, Jerry has created the P-Rock system, which has created a lot of pinball innovations and creations. So on the P-Rock level, Jerry has been very successful. But if you're looking at the platform itself, P3 Multimorphic has not been a bust. It has not. They're a company that has got people products when they ordered them. If you want a P3 Multimorphic, you're not going to get ripped off. You're not going to have to wait a year. This company is legitimate. They make a pinball product and Jerry is a stand-up guy. And I really respect the fact that they're trying to do something different in pinball. Now, from a sales perspective, has the P3 Multimorphic been successful? The answer is unequivocally no, it hasn't. There have been so many pinball sales happening over the last few years. Companies are selling thousands and thousands of games. Thousands. This isn't just like a small industry anymore. Like there are a lot of games going out the door. The P3 Multimorphic has not been a huge seller. Consumers continue to tell the pinball companies out there that they don't necessarily need this modular system of pinball. And I know that Jerry went all in on this sort of system and this layout in which if you only have room for like one pinball machine, you can have many games in one. And that really was the philosophy behind the P3 Multimorphic. The problem is the marketplace. The marketplace continues to tell Jerry and company that consumers don't need this. Consumers don't even want it. We are watching an era of pinball in which so many people are buying every single new machine from JJP, from Stern, from CGC, from Spooky Pinball, and no one has said, hey, I don't have room for more pinball. What people will do is just sell the games they don't want anymore, 
and bring in a new game. Consumers continue to tell them where the market is. And I will say this, and I'm friends with Jerry, and I think Jerry is one of the most talented engineers in pinball. And this is the part that kind of hurts me a little bit because I look at a game like Heist, and I look at the engineering that went into that Heist mechanism, and it's amazing, and I hope it wins best toy and mechanism at the Twippies. But here's the part. It's like this company is capable of engineering some of the coolest stuff in pinball, but it's put on top of a platform that consumers aren't gravitating towards. Imagine if they just made a normal pinball machine on a wood play field and had all of those crazy mechanisms on the game itself and then attached a theme to it that people really wanted. They would sell hundreds and hundreds of more product. And I don't get it. I don't get why they don't just make pinball. People just want a pinball machine. And look, Jerry and I will have conversations offline around this. The platform is what it is. But someone also said to me, Kaneda, it's shows like yours that are hurting the sales of P3 Multimorphic. And I really take offense to that because it's not my job. It's not my job to tell you what you should make if you're a pinball company. You should do market research. You should give people what they want. And my response to that person was, I think that's a load of BS. Jerry has been at every single pinball show I've been at over the last like five years. Jerry does a great job of getting people onto the machines. He does a great job of being at all the big pinball shows and thousands of people have hopped on P3 Multimorphics, thousands. Thousands of people have played his platform that don't even listen to Canada's Pinball Podcast. They need to make a game that makes people want to buy it. And that's on them. And I think everyone would love to see an incredible license theme on the platform. And it's also not my fault. Someone also said like, well, have you spent a lot of time on Heist? Where am I supposed to spend a lot of time on Heist? Where am I supposed to do this? There's no heist out there in the world. There's no heist out on location anywhere near me in New York City. And Jerry needs to send like Jack Danger. He needs to send the biggest streamers in the world. He needs to send them this product. If the experience is so good, then part of their marketing strategy needs to be to give the P3 multimorphic platform to the streamers that have the largest audiences and let them do their thing. That's what's gonna give people some awareness about why this platform is so great. If you're just waiting for shows to happen, well, that's not gonna happen this year. If you're waiting for Dave and Busters to give you a deal, that's probably not gonna happen on a large scale. So that's my point. It's not my fault I haven't got a lot of time on Heist. Nobody has. So get it to people who can broadcast why the game is so great. All right, let's talk about 2021 and where I think pinball is going. And in this world, this new climate, I'm looking at fishtails, a high-end restore fishtails is for sale for $11,500. Things are really stupid right now. Prices are really stupid. I saw Zach Manny sold a whirlwind for like 14 or 15 grand. Man, people are pretty, pretty loose with their money right now. I will tell you this, there is no way you're gonna get an $11,500 experience out of a fishtails. You just shoot the ramp over and over and over and over and over again, okay? My God, these prices are through the roof. But here's the thing. Pinball is very healthy right now. The pinball buying community has shown us that they really want more pinball machine in the world and they will spend more than things are even worth. So how will this pan out in 2021? How will these pinball companies respond? to this new golden age of pinball consumption. Here's what I think is gonna happen in 2021, and let's just go down the list of manufacturers. 
Let's start with American Pinball. So American Pinball with David Fix and Dennis Norman and Zofia, and they've got a new art director. This is an entirely new company. Davil is no longer at the helm of American Pinball. Mukesh has put David Fix in charge of turning this company around. Now, American Pinball is a company that we know can build solid games. They've built some of the worst themed games in the history of pinball, and Oktoberfest was the real miss. Oktoberfest was the game that they put a ton into. It was a horrible theme and it sent this company off the rails. Now, will this company finally be able to manufacture a game that more than 500 people want? So here's my prediction for American Pinball in 2021. I don't think they're going to ship two games this year. I think one new game will ship and I think another new game will be revealed at the end of the year that will ship in early 2022. I don't think any of the big promises yet will be seen in the next game. And this next game is really going to be somewhat of a critical game for American Pinball because they did come out and they did talk a lot of smack. In a weird way, David Fix has raised everybody's expectations about what they can expect from American Pinball and will they be able to back it up. Now, here's my prediction. I think the next game that comes out from American Pinball is going to be a game from the boutique pinball space, from the homebrew space. I don't think it's going to be a licensed theme game. My prediction is this game will be somewhat of an original IP. My prediction is this game is not going to be the barn burner that everyone thinks it is because nobody that they've recently hired will really have their hands in on this game. Clearly, they stepped over Joe Balser's game number four to get to game number five. The question is, who was designing this game number five that is now game number four? Now, my belief is this. They went and got a game that has already been designed out in the world. Is it Legends of Valhalla? Is it Kingpin? It would make total sense for American Pinball to go grab a game that doesn't require a ton of R&D and make it because they know how to make games very well. We're not going to see the Dennis Nordman, Zofia sort of new era of American Pinball really take shape until maybe the end of this year into early next year. Now, I do think American Pinball is missing an extraordinary window right now to get something going. If they were going to grab a machine that was already developed, you would think they would get it on the line pretty quickly because Hot Wheels sales have to have flatlined. There is no way Hot Wheels sales are going to continue to be strong for this company, and there's nothing they can do. There's no way around it that Hot Wheels, while it shoots well, while it has great flow, the game is pretty barren. And as people think about what they're going to put in their homes, there's just far greater pinball out there right now. And that's the new reality of the entire industry. If you want to earn a spot in people's homes, if you want to earn a spot on location in people's bars and barcades, your game has to be better than just average. You can't make a Hot Wheels game without a loop-de-loop. -loop. You can't make a Hot Wheels game without a jump. It just doesn't have the magic of what it's like to play with Hot Wheels. And I think people see that. I think they know that. And they purposely, they purposely made this game an operator-friendly game without a lot in it. Now, the problem is when you make an operator-friendly game without a lot in it, you're going to also decrease the amount of people that are going to want to buy it for their home. If you're going to put a pinball machine in your home, it has to be fully featured. Now, I hope David Fix and company understand that people want games that are packed like Houdini, games that are packed like Oktoberfest, but they just want a theme that sits over that packed game that they really want. Now, I do think that the next game is going to be one from the homebrew community. We'll see what happens with American Pinball.
let's just go on to P3 Multimorphic. I can't leave him out or else I get yelled at. I don't think there's going to be a new game from P3 Multimorphic this year. I think Heist is going to be the game they continue to push. I think Heist is going to be the game that they bring to shows if shows continue to happen. And I think, you know, P3 Multimorphic is going to be a system or a platform in which you maybe get one new game a year, but I do think Heist is something that they put a lot of energy and effort to. And maybe there might be another game that someone out in the P3 Multimorphic community develops for the game. But for the most part, I don't think there's going to be a lot of new news from the world of P3 Multimorphic in 2021. Spooky Pinball is an interesting one because we are getting to the point where Spooky Pinball is going to wrap up production of Rick and Morty. And I know nobody out there wants them to wrap this up more than they do. They are going to be excited for their next title. Now, what will the next title for Spooky Pinball be? And how can this company recapture lightning in a bottle moment like they did with Rick and Morty? Here's my prediction for Spooky Pinball. They are finally going to design a game that shoots well. And I mean that. They're finally going to design a game that doesn't have a bunch of bricks. I think they finally heard the feedback that these games, for the most part, have always been somewhat difficult shooters. And it's not about, like, improving how you play. I think the geometry of most of the spooky games has left a lot to be desired. And that is the main reason why you do see a lot of games change hands. Because from a player's perspective... I have yet to jump on a spooky pinball machine that just plays nicely. They always have overly tight shots. You're always bricking off a lot of posts, but the spooky package has continued to improve over the years. Rick and Morty is a really fun game. You definitely have to learn the shots. I definitely would not have designed the shots to be as difficult as they are because they're more frustrating than fun. There's something about hitting a shot that is satisfying, but I do think Rick and Morty could have benefited from a little bit more time on the white wood and a little bit more feedback from a different variety of players. Because I think if they got more casual players on that white wood, they would have opened it up a little bit. They wouldn't have made it so damn frustrating. And I know Scott Denisi says he lives for the tears of pinball players, but maybe it's time spooky pinball actually makes a game that doesn't make us cry when we shoot it. And I think Spooky Pinball's next title also is going to be very interesting from a theme standpoint. They really lucked out with Rick and Morty. Everybody knows it. This game sold out in just four hours because of the theme alone. Now, Spooky's next game is being designed by their coder, I, I believe. It's not being designed by Chuck. It's not being designed by, by Scott Denisi. And so it's going to be very interesting to see what this theme is. Here's my prediction, because I don't know what the theme is. I don't know what the game looks like. I haven't heard any rumors. They do a great job of keeping things quiet. Here's my prediction for Spooky's next game. It's not going to be a day one sellout. It's not going to be a theme that has as much universal appeal as Rick and Morty. And I think it's a game that's actually going to be a little bit of a slow burn for them. I think that people have so many options right now and people have spent so much money on pinball machines in 2020 and into 2021 that for Spooky Pinball to have another successful game, I think they're going to try and make this game their best shooting game to date. And I think they're going to put more mechs and toys into this new game. I do. I think that if you look at Rick and Morty, there's not that much going on in it other than the light show. And from a from a toy standpoint, I wish there was a little bit more in it. So I do think this game is going to be Spooky's most fully featured game to date. 
But I don't think it's going to be the the sales juggernaut that Rick and Morty was. I think it's going to be more of a slow burn. And this is going to be a test for Spooky because this is why Spooky Pinball hasn't increased its staff. It's the reason why they haven't brought more people on board to make the Rick and Mortys because Charlie and company know that not every theme is going to be Rick and Morty. While it's nice to have 750 orders come in in one day, they might not get that level of enthusiasm on every title. But Spooky Pinball is at a crossroads. This company does need to start to look at growing and expanding and becoming more efficient. It can't be fun to build one pinball machine over 18 months. It just can't be fun. Because think about it. If you're a designer at Spooky Pinball and you've got Chuck, you've got Scott Denisi, and now you have the coder designing games. So let's say they have three designers. If your game goes into market, you have to then wait three years until your next game goes on the line. That's pretty boring. For those designers they must get antsy they want stuff out in the pinball world and waiting three years and you know between each game it's almost like waiting for the olympics to come around i think spooky pinball needs to figure out a way where they can make two titles in a year they deserve to be there their growth and their learning and their efficiencies make me believe that this company is ready to grow to the next level and i think one of the solutions could be for spooky pinball and chicago gaming company to really unite to really come together even further. We know Ben Heck is going to be over at CGC making a game. So I think that could be in Spooky's future, a real sort of collaboration between CGC and Spooky. Let's go over to Jersey Jack Pinball. So what kind of year will Jersey Jack Pinball have in 2021? Well, it's going to be mostly a year of guns and effing roses. They have so many orders to fulfill on GNR. And Jersey Jack Pinball is going to be stuck in the GNR world probably a little bit longer than they would like to be. And by that, I mean that Pat Lawler is still the driving force over at JJP. He is. You don't really see Lord Lawler very much, but he's got to be somewhat antsy to get his Toy Story or his next game, if it's not Toy Story, off the ground. So will we see the new title from Jersey Jack Pinball this year? The answer is absolutely we will. We will absolutely see Pat Lawler's game sometime in 2021. When will we see it is the real question because it's almost mid-March and we're still making collector's editions. This company is going to be backlogged on Guns N' Roses production all throughout 2021. There is no way that they can fulfill all the GNR orders. So how do you launch Toy Story in the same way they launched GNR? This is going to be the problem for JJP because when they launched Guns N' Roses, it really was a statement launch. This is the new company. We're in Chicago. We have 100 games made in boxes that we're going to ship out to people. Now, the other little dark tale about those first 100 games was the quality, right? That was a real issue with JJP in 2020, 2021. And what you're not hearing right now, there's a lot going on behind the scenes with how Jersey Jack is handling those first 100 buyers that have had playfield issues with GNR. Their customer service and quality response has been good. You know, I'm hearing rumors that they might be talking to some people about buying their games back and doing playfield swaps. None of it is confirmed. And that's the problem they're in right now. It's really hard to figure out how do you solve some of those early production problems. Now, we are all hoping and wishing 
that when Jersey Jack releases Toy Story and their next title, we hopefully will not have another playfield quality issue. Now, I wish I could say with 100% certainty that this company won't have the issue again, but it makes no sense to me because they fixed the problem with Willy Wonka CEs, and then we had the problem with Guns N' Roses LEs, and then they solved the problem with Guns N' Roses CEs. But you know, if you follow their chain of events, they have a bad game and then a good game quality-wise and then a bad game again. So hopefully Mirko and JJP can have a successful launch in which quality doesn't become what makes people nervous. So when will this happen? So here's the thing. They've set the precedence that they're going to have games in box ready to ship when they reveal a game. So that means they need to get Toy Story on the line. They need to manufacture it and they need to have games in boxes by the time they reveal Toy Story. Now, how do you do that if you only have one line that is overloaded with Guns N' Roses production? So they're gonna need a second line. But we know that in this industry, when you have a new game release, like the frenzy to get it is gonna be super high. So they're gonna need another line that is at the same capacity to make Guns N' Roses is because you can't have Toy Story go on the main line and then you're only trickling out GNR LEs at like 25 a week or 30 a week. Can Jersey Jack Pinball rise to the occasion? Can they hire enough people to make these games fast enough? Here is my prediction. I think the backlog at JJP is going to remain. I think the wait to get these games is going to be really, really slow. And I think Jersey Jack Pinball's manufacturing right now cannot meet the incredible demand that this company has at its doorstep. And I think they need to figure this out strategically from a marketing standpoint. They can't take 5,000 orders on a game if they can only make 100 games a week. They really need to figure out a system in which they only take orders on games they can make for the next six months or a year. Because right now they are probably looking at their production schedule and saying, we now have like two years worth of GNRs to make. Well, if that's the case, how are you going to make Toy Story? And I think they're at this crossroads now because they don't want to upset pinball buyers by making them wait forever. But man, they really need to double up their production capabilities because the demand is there. I think Jersey Jack's demand is going to be at the same level of Stern. I think Guns N' Roses has created somewhat of a seismic shift. And if GNR is the new bar over at Jersey Jack Pinball, then people are going to be lining up to buy their products. They're going to be lining up to see what's next from Jersey Jack Pinball. It's a stellar platform. It's a stellar package. It is levels above what Stern gives us right now, but you're paying for it also. They raised the price by $1,000. There's no denying it that you are paying for what you get in Jersey Jack Pinball. The other question is, what will the price of Toy Story be? I think we're going to see $14,000 collector's editions from Jersey Jack Pinball. I think the LDs are going to be $11,000. These things will be priced higher. They will be priced higher. But it's going to be a very, very good year for Jersey Jack Pinball. It's going to be a very good year. This company is in a position to continue to go sky high. All right. Chicago Gaming Company, probably the least exciting company for me to talk about. Before I go into Chicago Gaming Company, I forgot one thing with American Pinball. I think that Christopher Franchi is officially going to join the art team over at American Pinball. I've heard rumors. It makes sense that Christopher Franchi would be an artist that would contribute a lot to American Pinball. I mean, he's pretty much been sitting on his hands over at CGC because CGC doesn't do anything. 
If American Pinball is going to get two games out a year, that's a much more enticing place to be for Mr. Franchi than over at CGC, especially if CGC's main thing are remakes. If they are remaking games, there's no room for him to do the art packages the way he wants to. So I fully expect American Pinball and Christopher Franchi in 2021 to announce a partnership. Now, I don't know if they're going to hire him because I still think he wants to be able to freelance work with other people, but it's kind of weird, right? If you're an artist and you have a great art style, you can't really be on multiple companies' products. It just doesn't work. Like You almost need to sign an exclusive deal with a manufacturer. Okay. That's a good segue to CGC where Christopher Franchi is currently on the CGC team. We haven't really seen much of his work other than the topper on Medieval Madness. Now what's happening over at CGC? Cactus Canyon Remake is coming. It is Cactus Canyon. Now here's what I think is going to happen at CGC. I don't think we're going to see two games from them this year. I don't. I think CGC will release Cactus Canyon Remake and that will be the primary game they make in 2021. We're not going to see Ben Hex game until the end of 2022. And I think the next game after Cactus Canyon is going to be, I'm going to guess and say it's something like Gremlins. I think it, I keep hearing these rumors, but we know that Mark Ritchie is over there working on stuff. We know that Dennis Nordman designed games for CGC. Designing a game means nothing to me anymore. You know, when you hear a designer, I designed two games for CGC. It's like, who cares? It'll be 2027 before we see any of these Dennis Nordman games designed by CGC. CGC to me is not really focused on pinball. I get that it's going to be a stellar product and it will be and they make phenomenal games. But the volume by which they release games is so molasses slow. And it's hard to get excited about CGC because there's no momentum. There's no momentum. And it's weird to me too because there's no surprises either. I mean, it's going to be Cactus Canyon. Can't they just show us like what the changes are going to be? Can't they bring us along the journey a little bit more? I just hope that CGC can figure out a way to create more momentum because it really is boring when you follow CGC and the lack of information and, and, and anything. Like really, there's like absolutely no news and no momentum with this company. Let's go to the Pinball Brothers now. So the Pinball Brothers with Alien Pinball. What are my predictions for the Pinball Brothers? So here's my prediction. I think this game is going to come out. I don't think people are going to lose their shirt if they go in on an alien. And I think that the LEs will eventually be shown, but I don't expect alien LEs to ship anytime before the fall of 2021, if they even do come out this year. I do think there will be some quality control issues, which is expected from a new company that's making this game again. I get that it's a remake of Andrew Highway's game. I do think that there might be a little quality control issues, and which is to be expected with the new manufacturer getting games to customers and customers, you know, really using these new versions of the Alien Machine. Overall, I don't think there's going to be much fanfare, though. I really don't. I think there are so many exciting titles coming out. I think there's so much momentum as pinball moves forward with new stuff that I think these games from yesteryears that were failed ventures are never really going to capture people's imaginations. The other part is this. This is not a new alien machine. This is the highway pinball game and they've removed stuff that I think people loved. And as much as they want to bill it as like the beast is back, it's not the beast. This game never was a beast. This game was more of a bastard child than a beast. And I do think that this game will come out 
people will buy it, but it'll be a lot like The Big Lebowski, where even though it's a great theme, even though people love the movie, the negative history of these companies will never be forgotten, and they will never be able to fully course correct and create new excitement and enthusiasm for the product itself. They just won't be able to do it. And I also think they totally failed in giving this game more of an updated look. I think using the old artwork made this game feel old. And I think they had a golden opportunity to make Alien look just different and make it look refreshed and more contemporary. And I think they didn't do that. And I think just throwing it in an older cabinet also in a weird way was a step back. I'll explain why. Because Andrew Highway, at least cabinet art, it looked different. It looked more contemporary. I did not like Andrew's back box. But I think from the side, the game just looked more alien and and, and more like sci-fi techie. So again, I think they had two years to figure out a way to do something interesting and wrap this game differently. And I just don't think they achieved that. But it's alien. It's going to sell. Now, what will their production numbers be? I don't know. But again, I just think this game's going to be off to the side. People will enjoy it, but it's not going to light the pinball world on fire. I also don't think we're going to see game number two from Pinball Brothers. I keep hearing they still have the Queen license. So I don't know what the future holds for the Pinball Brothers. When I look at all these major pinball companies with so much in the pipeline, it's hard for me to get excited about the Pinball Brothers manufacturing games in Italy. Who's designing games for them? Who do they have on staff? Is there even a staff, right? I mean, this game is an old game. Who who would make a new game for them? So I find it hard to think that they will be able to legitimately compete in pinball knowing that it's all these disparate pieces put together right now just to make an old game so we'll see we'll see but pinball brothers continues to be a major question mark on 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 their long-term viability in the pinball landscape which leads us to dutch pinball so dutch pinball will continue to make the big lebowskis will they finally make all ea's hold in 2021 I don't know. I don't think so. I th- I don't know how many people are owed games. I think it's over a hundred. Right now, the communication between Dutch and its customers is not the best. People don't really know what to expect if they're waiting on their EA game. And I hope they have a code update. That's the big thing. I do think in 2021, we will see a new code update for the Big Lebowski, which it so desperately needs. Everyone I talk to who's bought a Big Lebowski, They always tell me that compared to Stearns and compared to Jersey Jack games, the game is really, really shallow. I mean, really shallow. And the code is only like at 0.6 something. So I think if this company can really put more into the code and make the code deeper and make it more interesting, I think we're going to see a lot more interest in the Big Lebowski if that code really wakes this game up even more. Because the mechs are there, the shots are there, the integration is there. So let's see where they go with the code. But again, a lot like Alien, Dutch Pinball will always suffer from the past. There is no way to rewrite history with this game. It's just a hard game to feel good about owning. It just is. The story's always going to be somewhat negative until they make all of the EAs whole. Until that day happens, until everyone is satisfied, I still think you're going to see a lot of like lukewarm responses to the Big Lebowski. And in the community itself, it's just one of these games where like when you say you own one, I think the response to it isn't like, oh, awesome, cool, that's great. I mean, that's what we want to have, right? When someone shares their pinball game with you, it's like GNR CE owners. Everyone's like, awesome, like, love it. Like, I can't wait to hear how you love the game. 
People don't feel that way when they get a big Lebowski. It's like, I got a big Lebowski. And you know what the response is? Oh, cool. You bought a game that belongs to somebody else. And that's, you can't escape that. That's just what hangs over this game. The same thing will happen with Alien. And that is why a lot of these pinball companies, as I said, they're driven by the pride to get them out. But how is their profit that will drive either one of these companies forward? I just don't see it. All right, let's end this episode with Stern Pinball. So 2021 and Stern Pinball. Now, Stern has done a fantastic job keeping things under wraps. So they've got us all guessing, is it Godzilla? Is it Back to the Future? Is it Harry Potter? What's the next vault going to be? What a great job they do for such a big company with so many people working over there. Their ability to keep things quiet is incredible. It is incredible. So what do I think is going to happen from Stern Pinball in 2021? To me, the interesting thing about Stern Pinball in 2021 is just trying to figure out which games are going to come out theme-wise and then who's going to design them. So if you think about it, who's next up on the roster to make Stern's next title? It's not Keith Elwin. It's not John Borg. It's not Steve Ritchie. It's going to be Brian Eddy or George Gomez. And Gomez doesn't normally come out of retirement to make a game. And so Brian Eddy, to me, feels like he's next online to make a game. Brian Eddy came back with Stranger Things. It was his return to pinball. It was not a glorious return. I don't care that the code is now where it needs to be. Stranger Things underwhelmed almost everybody. You have to remember, this is Brian Eddy, a guy that designed Medieval Madness, Attack from Mars, some of the greatest pinball machines of all time. And he comes back with a big plastic artichoke and this projection technology that didn't really work very well. The entire package failed to set the world on fire. I understand that the new code is giving people enjoyment. Great. But these days of like, oh, the game's better a year after it comes out. That's not a win. That's not success. I think Brian Eddy is going to want to redeem himself and put a game out in the world that shows us what he can really do. Now, the problem trying to do that with Stern is the bomb is not high at Stern. So will he be able to give us something that gets us back to that Bally Williams magic we know he's capable of? We will see. So does that mean that Brian Eddy might be on Godzilla and is Godzilla the next title? I'm not sure. But if I were a betting man, I would say that Godzilla will be a Brian Eddy title, and it's probably going to be coded, I would say, by Dwight Sullivan. I think we might see it by the end of March to coincide with the new King Kong versus Godzilla movie. I think the next game after that is going to be the game to really wait for. My prediction in 2021, we're going to have Brian Eddy with Godzilla, and then I think the next game is going to be Keith Elwin Zombie Eddy Masterpiece. And I mean that. I think we're going to see a game in August from Zombie Eddy and Keith Elwin that's going to be a Take My Money Now game. When Keith Elwin came out with Avengers, he hit me up. He told me, he said, Chris, it's the next one that I have no restrictions on. Something about Avengers was rushed. We know it. We know it. And you can you can tell. There's only two art packages. Avengers is a good game, but it's not it's not the one. And you know it. You know it deep down inside that Keith Elwin is going to be given more money. He's going to be given more time. He's going to be given more resources. And I think we're going to see Stern Pinball come out with a Keith Elwin Zombie Eddie game in the summer of 2021 that is going to show everybody what Stern Pinball is fully capable of. And I think Stern has seen what's happened over at JJP. 
I think Stern will feel a little bit of the burn when Guns N' Roses wins Game of the Year. I, I do. I think Stern Pinball as a company always wants to win Game of the Year at the Twippies. They do. They're going to want to win these big things. They're going to want to make sure that their games are still considered the best of the best. And I think they're going to lose this year. And I think that's going to be a motivating factor. I do. And, and Stern Pinball has the resources. They have the talent. They have everyone in place they need to make games just as good, if not better, if not more impressive than Jersey Jack pinball machines. And that's the part that's been missing. The Stern machines are fun. They shoot better. They're snappier. They're more appealing to pinball players. But there's something about the Stern package to collectors that's not super impressive. And I mean that. Like, the games look good. But to me, every Stern is a Stern is a Stern. And I think they're just one level away from giving us more mechanically in these games that really impress us. They took a huge step back with Led Zeppelin. Led Zeppelin is one of the most unimpressive pinball machines to look at. It just is. If you were to watch a video of, oh, here's everything that happens in Led Zeppelin pinball, it's boring. The major mech is boring. There's no magic in that mech. I love that they call it the magical whatever. There's no magic in that. It's a spinner that pops up. We saw more magic in Jurassic Park. We saw more magic in Avengers. We saw more magic in Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. You know, John Borg, also, when's he coming out? So here's my lineup. I think we're going to see, I think we're going to see Brian Eddie Godzilla, the Keith Elwin game that just blows everybody away. And then at the end of the year, I think we're going to see a new John Borg title. The other question is, where will Lyman Sheets apply his efforts, right? Lyman Sheets is the other juggernaut talent they have over at Stern Pinball. He's got to be somewhat done with Elvira, wrapping that game up. So what will be the next game from Lyman Sheets? Now, if I was a dreamer, if I could ask Stern to do one thing, how amazing would it be to have Zombie Eddie, Keith Elwin and Lyman Sheets on a game. Can we just get all the All-Stars on the court at the same time? And imagine if that theme was like Back to the Future or that theme was Harry Potter. This is the moment. This is the moment everyone's been craving that Stern has some of the most talented people in all of pinball. They've just never put them all together on one title. It's always killed me. It's always killed me to watch like Stern having Star Wars as a theme and then they put Dwight on code. Like, why are you doing that? Why are you doing that? Why can't they just give the best theme to the best designer and the best coder all at once and just make a game that becomes one of the greatest pinball machines of all time? It's always like they just schedule people depending on if they have time or not. But those days, Stern, if you really want, if you really want to create a game that people are going to talk about for decades, and I mean that, decades, the way we still get excited about Lord of the Rings, right? Because it's George Gomez and Keith Johnson on that game. We, to this day, Lord of the Rings is a masterpiece. And that's a question I want to ask all of you out there. Stern Pinball, they make some of the most fun pinball machines. Stern Pinball has some of the most talented designers and artists and coders in the industry, right? But here's the thing that I think Stern Pinball is missing. Stern Pinball isn't making games right now that people consider to be a masterpiece. They have made masterpieces. They have. And I think some of them, you know, the names like Metallica, Lord of the Rings, ACDC, you know, even Tron. Those titles start to come up. But when it comes to the recent Stern games, the, and I mean this, the last few years, 
where are the Stern masterpieces? I get their sales are through the roof. I get it. People are buying these games regardless. Stern could put anything in a box. They could put Golden Girls in a box and people would buy it. But I think Stern needs to now say, look, we've got everyone's buying these games. It's not about that anymore. Let's make games that are going to be the legacy of all of us. Like Elwin's legacy, Lyman Sheets' legacy. He's already got his legacy, but you know what I'm talking about? Elwin, what's your legacy going to be? What's going to be the game 20 years from now? People are like, wow. Do we think it's going to be Iron Maiden? I don't. Do we think it's going to be Jurassic Park? I don't. Do we think it's going to be Avengers? I don't. I think the legacy game of this designer has yet to come. And I mean that too with Eric Minier and GNR. I think these two men, the best is yet to come. And that's what's got me so excited about pinball. It's also why I think it's so stupid that people are spending so much money on the older titles. Why would you buy a Pirates of the Caribbean for $25,000, $30,000? People are spending money in this hobby right now, acting as if these companies are going out of business, acting as if this is the last time you're ever going to get a great game from Jersey Jack or Eric Minier. There's no way this is the end. This is just the beginning, people. Listen to me. This is just the beginning. There are so many good games coming down the pipeline from Stern, from Jersey Jack Pinball, that if you're going all in and spending the price of a car on an old game, I think you're being foolish. The most incredible pinball is yet to come from both Eric and from Keith Elwin and from Stern and from Jersey Jack Pinball. The future is looking amazing. These companies are doing so well right now. Products are flying off the shelves. To look back, to want to collect the old, I think is stupid, especially the recent games. These aren't these aren't games that are proven to be masterpieces. And I'll just say it right now. Pirates of the Caribbean is a good game. It's nowhere near as good as Lord of the Rings. How could you spend $35,000? thousand dollars on a Pirates of the Caribbean when Lord of the Rings, which is still a better game, it is still a better game, was only $3,700. People need to wake up, create masterpieces. You know, the only time I've thrown the word masterpiece around when I've played recent games is Guns N' Roses. The game is an absolute masterpiece. It's an absolute masterpiece. And people that think it's not because it doesn't have mechs, they don't get it. The entire game is the mech. It's a masterpiece. It is more of a masterpiece than Pirates of the Caribbean. It's more of a masterpiece than anything else at Jersey Jack Pinball. And guess what? Consumers are telling us that. That is why people want this game so much. There hasn't been this kind of frenzy for a Jersey Jack game ever, ever. I think the two masterpieces over at Jersey Jack Pinball are Wizard of Oz and Guns N' Roses, just in different ways. I think both of those games were, were built with the most amount of passion to prove a point. Then next on the line is, is Pirates of the Caribbean, for sure. But over at Stern Pinball, where are the masterpieces? Where are the games that are actually masterpieces? Stern just keeps hitting us so quickly with new releases that by the time you realize it's not a masterpiece, they're on to the next. And no one even uses the word masterpiece. Again, I want you to email me at canadapinball at gmail.com and tell me what you think is a masterpiece pinball machine from Stern over the last like three to four years, okay? Now, that is why I'm excited because I know that Stern can make the next masterpiece. And I know that Jersey Jack and Pat Lawler and Eric Minier, I know that everyone is aiming for that. 
Pinball Legacy is at stake right now, and it's exciting. It's exciting to watch it all. I'm not going to be buying games from yesteryears. My money is looking towards the future. I want Toy Story to be amazing because I like Toy Story more than Pirates of the Caribbean as a theme. I like Toy Story more than Avengers and all these other like Marvel properties that just keep coming over and over and over again. The future is looking amazing. I would buy a Toy Story machine well over you know any original IP. I'd buy Toy Story well over you know Cactus Canyon. Canyon. I don't want that stuff. I love Buzz and Woody. I can't wait to see what Pat Lawler does with this title. The future is looking amazing. How can you not be excited? But save your money and see what comes out. Stop running fishtails for 11.5. That is the stupidest thing you could possibly do with 11.5 is buy fishtails, play the game, and be bored in two hours. Yes, bored in two hours. Fishtails was never meant to be collected. Neither was Whirlwind. Those games were meant to be in arcade for short periods of pinball excitement. But if you want to own a game, the future is where your money should go. Be patient, people. Eric's not done. Elwin is not done. The best is yet to come. Canada Pinball Podcast, episode 563. Peace out. Don't forget to watch the Twippies March 27th to see if we go four for four. Later. Later.